0: adventurers and welcome to the adventure incorporated podcast i am your dungeon master my name is anthony raid this is episode 78 it is part of the oracle story arc and we are going to continue with Belroth's journey uh right here in this episode i want to thank the patrons again i know you might be like anthony I've been listening to this show for a while and you thank the patrons every week. Don't you think they've had enough thanks by now? And I would say to you, no, I don't think they've had enough thanks because they support the show uh, with actual human dollars from human monies. I, you know, I don't even know where they, they don't have to be from my monies because Patreon takes their monies and turns it into monies that I can use. Uh, and I am so appreciative to be able to do things for the show uh, and expand it and grow it in ways that I couldn't do. ...without their help. And so, uh, you know, it, it helps take something that we would do... ...that would be out of our pocket every month... ...and it helps it self-sustain. It lets the show breathe on its own. And it's I'm so grateful to them. And so, no. No! I haven't thanked them enough. I'll thank them every week. Uh, because it's, it's so great. And if you're not a patron, hey, you can be. You can support the show. You can help keep the lights on. You can help keep this thing coming out to you every single week... Uh, with no interruptions, like this one. Okay, the interruptions like this one, but no other ones. Eh, there's that. All right, let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and scoundrels, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Bill Roth, the ranger.
1: She's a that's, uh, but that's understood. No pets allowed, even though she's not a pet. I will wait outside. Everyone, if anyone needs anything, I am outside.
0: Scarpin, the cleric.
1: Should I just try and snipe them from over here?
0: Yeah, okay. I did say they were as good as dead. I would hate for, for my, you know, to break my word on our first contract as Adventure Incorporated. Ellery, the bard. We would want you to leave this warehouse. He points behind him. Mm-hmm. Church! Oh, sorry, we want you to leave
1: this church.
0: Dearin, the wizard. He say you no know, worship Shattered Fang.
1: Yeah, man, he's like super wrong. We love Broken to- Uh, Shattered Fang, man.
0: Prepare yourselves, for these are the tales of Adventure Incorporated. Uh, The next morning, this uh, Amelia Moonwake uh, shows up at the door to your mother's house. Uh, Jeeves goes and uh, comes and rouses you. Uh, He says, "Uh, Master, uh, there is uh, this. There's an Amelia Moonwake here who's come to gather you up for your mission when you are prepared.
1: (laughs) Die. Die.
0: I have prepared some, I've set out some food down below, bundled together for you. Oh, excellent. Uh, and uh, so whenever you are oh. ready. I
1: thank you so much, Jeeves. This is, I, I I appreciate you.
0: Of course, Master. It is my job. Of course. I'm, I'm, it is my pleasure to do mm. so.
1: <clears throat> Belroth kind of saunters down the stairs.
0: Uh, yeah, and you come down the stairs and you see uh, Amelia there. Um, she is uh, standing at the like, she's in adventuring uh, garb, getting ready to travel. Uh, she seems impatient at the uh, in the foyer uh, as you make your way down.
1: Ah, he's still stretching and yawning. <laughs> oh god, I've made my actual self do that. My my fake yawn became a real <coughs> yawn. Um and everyone listening is going to yawn. <laughs> Unless you're a sociopath. Whoa, All right. Just kidding. I think. <laughs> <laughs> the research is still yeah. up. um <clears throat> uh
0: good If you're a sociopath, I don't need yeah, to Yeah, don't tell you us. Don't have don't, to tell don't me.
1: share it on the Discord. Um I don't need to know. Uh good good morning. Uh my name is uh God, I almost said Belroth Beacon. Sorry, my name <laughs> my name is Belroth Brilliance. Um, uh, please help yourself to some of our food. Um,
0: uh, I think it's probably just best we get on the road. I'm Amelia Amelia Moonwake. Ah,
1: uh, nice, pleasure to meet you, Amelia. Um, do, do you want anything to drink um, or any sort of uh, other supplies for the road? I've never have never been on a, uh, you know an adventure quite like this before, so I'm actually quite excited.
0: Yeah. Uh, the most important thing we have going for us is time. So why don't we just uh, hit the road and then we can worry about the rest of that uh, later?
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> hold on one second. And Be- <laughs> Belarus starts like, you know, he takes a napkin and he starts wrapping up some pastries. And he's just, like, just <laughs> putting them in a pouch uh, and like.
0: Doo-doo-doo. Master Brilliance. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I got you. I brought this for you. Oh. And, uh, Jeeves hands you a pack. Like, it's fully packed. Um, and since you don't really own much, it's mostly packed with food. Ah, oh,
1: excellent. Uh, Bellroth tries to shove in more food. Um, and, um, <laughs> I, I have a, I have my, he has a half plate on. Um, I, he, he assumes it's on correctly. Um, and, uh, grabs a spear that's, uh, Attached to the wall. Uh, yeah, I think it's like
0: your. It's probably like one of your sister's spears. Yeah. You know, like an early spear yeah. or whatever that she, she's mounted, she's... and you're like, well,
1: uh, yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if my sister actually uses this or if this was a trophy. Um, but I, you know, we'll use this. Uh, do, do, do grab a crossbow. Do, do, do uh, and um, uh, I'm I oh a shield. Yep, and I'm ready to go. Puts his pack on.
0: <laughs> uh, Amelia just looks at you. Like you can see that she's thinking about two things right now. one, uh she is shocked at the uh <laughs> at the the lack of like she just knows she's gonna have to save your ass so many times out mm-hmm. here, uh and then she also just seems to be like doing the mental math of how much this is really worth <laughs> her. uh and then finally, she says like, "All right, come on, mm-hmm. ooh, um and you step outside um and as you step outside she uh whistles she's like uh and are you to put on a whistle sound effect no i just whistled it's oh, fine hey, zoom Let's cut it enough. out
1: so it just like zoom cut out so my it just whistle like you went like made like a you puckered your lips and i was like so my
0: favorite part about that is that you would think that i would make the motion on this on the yeah, video that we like, do not say
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what i was like why are we doing a visual bit right now man
0: no, I actually whistled, but I guess Zoom was like, no, nah. nah, Doug, I'm not giving that to him. <laughs> like, he doesn't want that. He's like, that. I'm
1: going to give them a bit.
0: Nobody wants that. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and so I'm sorry, listeners, here you go. That was my whistle. Uh, and then um, a large, dark cat uh, slinks out oh. of the shadows next to the house uh, and like falls in step with her. Uh, and you do notice that the cat has uh, like webbed wings uh on its arms as well
1: my goodness what a what a beautiful creature uh and what happens to be your name And he's like scritching her and
0: her name is freya she's um well she's a, a cat yes yes she's a cat we don't really know what she is but a cat works okay
1: well, you are, aren't you? Just the cutest thing in the world. Uh, I'm gonna make some form of. I'm gonna give you some treats. I'm gonna. And he pulls out the thing that he wrapped up and like gives it to her.
0: <laughs> yeah, she happily eats it up. Um, says, we have two others we're uh, taking with us. Uh, I hope you don't. Oh no,
1: oh, of course. Um, I assume we're like walking gonna... as this is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, she says there's a uh, a couple of people I've traveled with a few times. Uh, they are. They're competent adventurers and we're we're going to be happy to have them at our backs I'm oh, sure. Of
1: course, of course, of course. Uh, and who who are are we meeting them there? Or?
0: They're just at the edge of oh, town. Okay. They don't really um, like people very much.
1: Oh, I love people.
0: Truth be told I don't really like people either, but uh sometimes someone has to come in and pick oh. up the contracts. Oh.
1: Well, I I can like people for you and you know, for this moment instead. Uh she
0: just nods uh, <laughs> and freya She's like what is this idiot <laughs> freya's padding along beside her uh you know freya seems to uh, to like you right but you know it's still definitely attached to amelia um then you reach the edge of town uh and there's a, a half orc there um and he hops down off of this uh, like you know this little carriage they have set mm-hmm. up and he's like oh are we ready or what i've been waiting here for half an hour uh,
1: hello my name is bellroth beacon i'm uh and i'm i am ready oh sorry my Uh-oh. name oh
0: Bell... <laughs> yeah bellroth <laughs> yeah. brilliant yeah. my name is
1: bellroth brilliance and i am ready i definitely said that not the other <laughs>
0: Oh, Bill Roth Brilliant, huh? Well, brilliant. Yeah. My name's Gore Tusk, and you're going to hang out uh, with us. We'll keep you safe. Don't worry about oh, of it. Course. Of, of
1: course, of course, of course. Gore Tusk. Gore Tusk. Yeah. I, I just like it's a good name. It's a very it's Thanks. A strong name. Thanks.
0: It's from my father's side.
1: Oh. I,
0: was your father also named Gore Tusk? No, uh, no.
1: Okay. No, he was called Uh Vain Rip. Ooh, Vain Rip. That's I don't like that name nearly as much. I think you got no, the better Vortusk name. No, Gortusk
0: is much better. It's a way yeah, better
1: name. Vain is. And there a might be some weirder, influence from my mom. weirder, yeah. like visual.
0: There it might be some influence from my mother as well. Oh, of course, of course, I understand. Her name was Sarah. Okay. Uh, from around the corner, uh, steps the, the last member of the party, um, and there's a moment for you here, a bit of dissonance, because it's the Oracle.
1: Oh. Uh, k- k- Belroth Beacon and Belroth Brilliance have a, a bit of a moment. Um, <clears throat> hello, what is your name?
0: You can call me Shimmer
1: hello shimmer nice to uh nice to make your acquaintance
0: she nods and uh they say all right amelia says great let's all load up and uh, get as far into the woods as we can before we have to abandon this thing um i hate to have to leave the cart but i don't think there's going to be a lot of uh mobility where we're headed
1: oh sure sure sure
0: uh, so everybody loads up, uh, you head out into the woods. Uh, Amelia says, I I've got a pretty good idea of where we're going. I think I've seen this thing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know what it was, but we were doing some research on, uh, trying to find places where we thought maybe magic that was influencing the woods was coming from this place. Uh, there's a lot of power coming from this place.
1: Oh, okay. Um, what do, what do you mean? Power coming from this place?
0: I, it's hard to describe. I'm not. Not exactly. You know, I'm no uh, magical researcher. I'm not a wizard or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, you get close, you can feel it.
1: Oh, sure. Of course. Well, I'm excited to feel it. I can't wait.
0: Okay. I mean, it is dangerous, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good feeling.
1: Oh, I mean, I I feel like any sort of danger and adversity is, is just, you know, it's how we grow as people. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's a first time experience, and those are always the most um uh growthful. I don't know if that's the word <laughs> I was looking for, but it's the word that came out of my mouth.
0: Uh okay. So uh, you travel a little bit uh, further into the woods, and at a certain point, you abandon the cart. You begin to walk through the woods instead. Um, Just before nightfall, uh, you see the beginnings of what looks like a path out here in the woods, Mm -hmm. an ancient path. Um, and then you start to see some headstones sticking up out of the, uh, the moss and the underbrush, old, ancient headstones, ones that are, uh, you can't read anything on them. They're so decayed, okay. but it, all you can see is sort of a shape of a stone, uh, headstone.
1: Can, um, Belroth go over and try and like feel where the grooves of where the, um, writing was to try and read it?
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check.
1: 19 plus a lot. Uh, 19 plus 4. So 23. Okay.
0: Yeah, so you can just barely feel the smallest indentations where after uh, years and years and years and years of re- wind and rain and uh, decay, there is nothing discernible left, but you can just barely feel that there even was etchings on here. Um otherwise it's just smooth stone. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Belroth just shrugs and continues. Uh
0: just beyond that, uh you see about three quarters of the way sunk into the ground and tilted Uh, about 45 degrees, you see an entrance to a mausoleum. Wow. The the opening is small. You'd have to, like, crawl into the opening to get in. Uh, And like I said, the inside's twisted and bent. But as soon as you see it, you can feel power radiating off of this. A power you're not familiar with.
1: Whoa. Hmm. This is... That is quite an interesting feeling, Amelia. You know, you you really understood it. That is definitely an interesting feeling.
0: This has gotten worse since I saw it last.
1: Worse? um, Why worse?
0: The power that is coming from it is stronger. I feel more of it. Hmm. And I think this has sunken in a little more
1: go interesting well um uh, shall we go in
0: <laughs> yeah i suppose so uh so you uh so okay you got go in mm-hmm. um the three but as so basically amelia and freya go in And then Gortusk goes in. And then just before you start to crawl in, um, the Oracle puts a hand on your shoulder. Um, And she says, Belroth, there are moments, pieces of this, that may feel like you have made a mistake. These are the truths that will tempt you. You must be prepared to understand why this can never be. Why you are better off without it.
1: Uh, I mean it so far seems pretty good, uh but I will I'll do my best.
0: As you speak to her, she looks at you confused.
1: Uh <clears throat> I'm I'm going to do my best. Just just wanted to say that. First adventure. Okay great. And she just
0: pushes by you and crawls down into the hole.
1: Thanks, Shimmer. You're very confusing. And Belroth squeezes in.
0: So, uh, you, you head down in. There's a, a big, like, mound of dirt here as the room has shifted and sunk in. Uh, there's a couple of cr- little, uh, caskets along the wall. Uh, but this mausoleum definitely Descends down into the ground uh you head down a staircase uh into a larger chamber with many uh crips right right like many uh mm-hmm. little slots that have these caskets in them uh and then additionally there is a large gate here a, a, like a gate doorway that has been uh, shut. It is also tilted, although the degree to which it's tilted now underground is lessened than it was before. That power is not, however. Uh, the gate seems locked, and next to it is, um, there's a
1: lever. Oh. <clears throat> uh, now, uh, is, uh, sorry, Amelia, question from an adventuring newbie, is that, um... Is that overwhelming power the thing we're looking for? Or are we looking for something and avoiding the overwhelming power? I just wanted a game plan.
0: I, I don't know for sure what we're looking for. I don't even know if this is the right place. I just know that this is where your, our benefactor indicated we should be looking. And this is a thing I know is unusual in this area.
1: Uh, okay. Sounds good. I'm going to pull this lever.
0: You're going to what?
1: And Belleroth pulls the lever. Uh,
0: instantly, the room around you disappears. Uh, you are in a totally different chamber. Uh, the, uh, the, the, it is a small, square stone chamber, uh, carpet of red, uh, just like a single row of red at your feet. Uh, as you are in this chamber and just two sconces lit on the walls uh, with a purple flame. Uh, and the, otherwise the room is empty. You're just in a small box. Or not not too small, you know like 10 by 10, but you're just in a, you're in a box.
1: Did I, did I fall in a hole? And Belleroth looks up.
0: Yeah, the ceiling is solid above you.
1: Um, a- Amelia! Gortusk, Shimmer. Boy, this is boring so far. (laughs) Um, Some
0: time passes. What is Bell like? What are you gonna do as time passes in this place? Hmm.
1: So if this is the resting place of. This is the resting place, or this could be a resting place, or a, a place where we could find out the resting place, or whatever. Um, should I rest? That feels too on the nose. I should look for a switch. Belroth is talking to himself because he's never yeah. really been in a situation like this. He's like, oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look for a switch. And he starts like touching different things on the walls and, and, and looking around, doing what he thinks a good adventurer would do. Okay,
0: give you know, me an investigation.
1: Maybe there's a trap. I know that I could probably have had a spell to detect those things, but I, I guess I didn't. I like, I like that he's
0: like, maybe, he triggers a trap, and then he's like, maybe there's a trap.
1: Because <laughs> this clearly isn't a trap. Um, this, is, this is a room full of red. Uh, investigation? Yep. 18. Again, Uh, rolled a 19, minus one.
0: You get the, so as you uh, investigate the room, uh, you do see that one of the walls looks like it is um, like locked into place, but that it moves.
1: Ah. I did it.
0: Yes, you did. What? There's a ghostly spirit that uh, is in the room with you now. Not much remains of this ghostly spirit. It's pretty much just a head, uh, and then like a wisp of a body below it.
1: Um, hello. Hi. Ho- who are? So, who are you?
0: Oh, I am Felrin.
1: Oh, well, I'm Belroth.
0: Belroth. Yes. You are one of
1: us. Uh, I'm. I'm. I assure you that I am not a ghost.
0: Can you be sure?
1: Uh, yes.
0: What makes you not a ghost?
1: Um, well, I can't walk through this wall. Ghosts can walk through the wall.
0: Huh? It is simply your viscosity that makes you not a ghost?
1: I would say corporealness. Viscosity refers specifically to liquids. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Where did that come from? (laughs) Anyways. Well, also the fact that just my corporeal form, my connection to my own body and my own world, I feel as though uh, brings me closer to who I am and thus knowing that I am me.
0: So that is what is important. It is this physical form. I am not me any longer.
1: That would be how I would interpret it, yes. Hmm. Interesting. You are probably part of what you were. You're probably not whole anymore. I would say that you are still part of you, just no longer the total you.
0: What benefit do you get as the total you? what what do you uh, gain that i cannot have
1: well i mean i get to i mean i i guess i can't speak for your experience because i don't know what you can't know uh i've never been a ghost and but i do i have a feeling as though i can experience life more fully i can touch things i can taste things i can feel pain i can feel pleasure i can feel Things beyond emotions, and things beyond spirituality. I can feel the physical form in this place. I know that I'm in this place, even when I forget that I can feel the air around me.
0: And yet you are limited. You are constrained. Mm. You are in a cage because of this physical form.
1: Ah, but that's where you and I would define a cage quite different. Because I believe that sometimes the restrictions that are put upon us make us more untuned with ourselves. If we are given undying and unknowable power, then we will grow very bored. We will not be able to know the true joys of life without knowing the true pains of life. So, yes, you're right. I am bound in what you would call a cage, but I would call it my body.
0: You have come to seek something.
1: Uh, yes. I have come to seek the burial place of the great prophet.
0: The prophet once walked these halls in preparation for their demise. Hmm. The prophet knew it would come. He knew the power that he touched was too much for him. He knew that it would not be long before he burned away. And so this place was made. His final resting place. It is a shame you will never see it.
1: Uh, It feels like it's an honor to even be close to it.
0: You have found yourself in a place from which you cannot escape.
1: Hmm. Well, I've found myself in a place that I cannot escape. Yet. Hmm. Every adversity is just the beginning. You can't start with the solution, otherwise it's not a problem. Then it's just existing. True enough. So,
0: Just existing seems to be a state that you will be in for some
1: time. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> you know, I I truly do. You know, I do I do wish to to be here for well, here, the greater here for a bit. So, so what will you do? Well, I'll find the way out. Okay.
0: He just floats there looking at you.
1: <laughs> this wall looks like it's temporary anyway, so I feel like the answer's somewhere in here. If I just kind of knock on enough stones, maybe I'll find a button or, uh, you know, some sort of point of inspiration will come to me. Perhaps there's another lever. I pulled a lever. How did I teleport here? Is that what happened? Or did I fall? Yes, you were
0: transported here.
1: Oh, okay. Why would you... What Question. Why would Diam put a lever to teleport you to a room? Feels like there would be more, I want to say, physical pain for pushing, pulling a lever I'm not supposed to, then I guess. Mm.
0: You have not been in this room long. No. Consider the pain you will experience days from now when you have run out of food.
1: Oh, sure, 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 sure. That does seem, that that will be tough. That will be tough. I've fasted before. It's not great, but I've done it.
0: There is no water in this place. Mm. Eventually, when your body eats itself from the inside out, you will have to make a choice. If you will sever your own limbs and consume them. Or die of starvation.
1: I feel as though I would rather die of starvation cuz I feel as though if I cut off my arm to feed my stomach I'll bleed out. It feels like a very that feels like a solution I would make only if 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 crazy.
0: This is a small room. And you are by yourself.
1: I have been through worse. Ghost, this is a, this is a, I'm sorry, I shouldn't call you Ghost. Do you have a name? Oh, yes, you do. You said it. It was, uh, Ghost, I've forgotten. I'm sorry. I'm going to call you Ghost from now on. ha. <laughs> thinking too hard about this puzzle that you've put in front of me that I forgot your name. I only have so much. There room is in my head. no
0: puzzle here. Mm. You touched a lever. Mm-hmm. Your connection in spirit to the master, to the prophet, told him that you were coming for knowledge. Knowledge cannot be given. Knowledge must be earned. And it is earned through suffering, and so your suffering was arranged. Here you will suffer, and you will die. And it is through that struggle you will come to understand this resting place for him as it will be for you.
1: Hmm. Belroth sits down. Just kind of takes in the room, starts thinking about it. Looks at the red carpet and the purple flame. So what do you get out of it, um, Ghost? Is, <laughs> is this is this a a penance that you have paid? Is this a are you even a, a, a real corporeal thing? Were, were you just a, a, a magical construct created by the prophet to test those who are weak?
0: In my life, I chose to follow the prophet. I followed him as closely as one could follow him. I followed him down here, and I aided him as he burnt himself away with power. And in that binding, I bound myself here. I have never left since that day. And I never will. I too, it would seem, am in a cage, though a cage that I have chosen. A cage I have built.
1: I mean, there are... The cages we choose and the cages we don't. And those born in worse conditions than I did not choose to be in a worse condition. Their suffering was not something that they were conscious of when they were a child. A a child with, with with some sort of issue or some sort of problem. Children born in poverty, children born hungry, they weren't given that cage. You chose this cage, and it's a noble choice. I must, I must tell you that this is something that I will, will admire, and if this is my tomb, this will be an honor to die so close to the resting place of the prophet. But, but I feel as though there's something missing here. It feels too... easy to just die. To give up. Too much despair is being spoken from you. I feel as though you may have lost a little bit of the teachings. We don't struggle so that we can despair and rest here to suffer. We we struggle to grow and become more than what we were before. So, I'm going to figure out a way to get out of here, even if it takes me to the end of my life. But I will find a way, because that's the one thing I can do. Bill Ross stands back up, and starts looking for more buttons.
0: <laughs> Give me another investigation check.
1: 17. This time it was an 18 minus one.
0: <laughs> you You don't find any buttons, but you are sort of piecing together this mechanism, you are relatively certain that this door lifts.
1: Hmm. And you said there's only two, like, sconces on the wall that are, like, inflamed?
0: Yeah, they're on the walls opposite each other, not on the one that lifts.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the pathway runs, uh, like, into that wall.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can you look at the the you know the lanterns to see if they are levers themselves
0: uh yeah they don't seem to be
1: mm. he's he's making these noises while he's looking he's like yeah yeah very, very much like
0: are those helpful
1: are what helpful those noises um yeah, I, I, I would say so. I don't think I'm even really thinking about them. They're just kind of existing through me. You know, they're sort of... My... Um, my mind is not always the most focused, but the way I focus is by letting my mind be unfocused.
0: Those sounds are to you as you are to this tomb. Existing. Within it. Through it.
1: Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> do do, do, do. <laughs> C- continues to, to think about where
0: he continues to scat <laughs>
1: hmm. Well <sighs> Uh if I must okay <clears throat> Bellaroth takes out his uh pouch and he opens it a little bit, and he takes out more of the dust than he's ever taken out, took out for the, the Zone of Truth. He takes, like, a big old handful, and he just spreads it on the ground in front of him, um, casting Divination. Okay.
0: Uh, so Divination is, you ask me a question, I tell you, wheel, woe, or wheel no, and woe?
1: No, 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 that's, this is, uh, that's augury, this is, oh, right. this is a fourth-level spell divination. Oh, your, magic, yeah. it, it, your magic and an offering... He took out 25 gold pieces worth of dust. He took a lot. Oh, yeah, of, that's yeah, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's some valuable dust. And um, an offering you put in contact with your god or god's servants, however you want to interpret that. You ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. The DM offers a truthful reply. The reply can be a short phrase, cryptic rhyme, or an omen. The spell doesn't take into account the possibility of circumstances that might change the outcome, such as the casting of additional spells, loss of group or companion or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Let me think about my, my question. Okay. Um <clears throat> Is it, he th- uh, I guess like, he thinks this, he doesn't say this out loud. Right. But, is it better to wait here for my companions that I trust will find me, or is the solution something I'm not even considering in front of me?
0: Because your magic focuses so much, like from, from you, you draw this from yourself, right? When you cast this divination, you're really casting into your own mind to try and see, you know, the, the pieces that are working subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, you envision before you that group of people. Right. I mean, not in a solid sense, just like almost like figures of light that you just know are that group. Um, And you watch them march away from you, their backs to you, Mm -hmm. you stand alone and you can feel that there is no connection between those lights and you anymore. But what you also feel is that there is something beyond this, something that you are missing, and it is beyond you. It is beyond your light. It is not a thing that you can achieve on your own.
1: ghost You have bound yes. yourself you have bound yourself to this place. Yes. To serve the prophet. And I yes. too may unwillingly bound myself to this place. I will ask you a question. Do you wish to stay bound to this place in service of the prophet? Or Join me finding the prophet's resting place in service of spreading his word.
0: I am bound to the greater whole of this place, not this room. I think what you ask me is, do I find, if I can interpret what you ask, Mm Do I think that my service to the Prophet would include guiding you that you might learn more of the Prophet and spread his word to the world above?
1: That is quite literally yes, what I mean.
0: Is that what you want?
1: I didn't ask. I didn't ask what I want.
0: I am asking what you want.
1: Oh, okay. Well then, that's different. The reason I came here was to find something that's been missing from the world. You see, I don't know how much you are aware of the outside world, but our faith, our belief system is not fully looked upon fondly, which I find to be a grave injustice. My mother and I and many others in the faith feel as though some of the words are missing. We have many pieces, many fragments of his journals, many stories, many teachings, many ideas, but they are not coherent, and they are not all translated the same way, and they are not always the most direct. And so I come here to try and bring unity and bring clarity and spread the word in a way that I can know more, and I can use my knowledge to let others know more. Does that make sense? Let me
0: ask you this, then. Mm-hmm. What if you do not like the truth you learn?
1: Hmm. Well, if I learn the truth, and I do not like the truth, it doesn't change it. Diam's teachings, as we all know, are not about accepting reality for anything other than what it is. It's accepting it for the possibility that you can be better, but you can also be disappointed. Will it shake my faith? Perhaps. Will it shake my understanding of myself? Also, perhaps. If I don't like it, It doesn't matter. It's the truth. It's the teachings. And I know that I must spread them, however dark and grim they may be, because I'm used to being a purveyor of things that others don't like. So that's a long way of saying, if I don't like it, that wasn't my goal. My goal was to know. Not to like.
0: The spirit passes through the wall and you hear a click as the wall rises
1: up. Ah, ghost, I knew you were a good guy.
0: On the other side, the spirit stands, although now his form is more complete. Uh, His body is visible and there and it almost is borderline corporeal uh, as he stands before you. He is in uh, a ghostly uh, clothing, but the clothing is fine, like a noble's clothing, uh, like a, a brilliant red. And he says, I will tell you the story of the prophet. I will show you his journey. You will understand him better and you will know his beginnings What you do with that information will be yours to decide. I do not know what teachings have survived. I do not know what the prophet said his prophecies have continued on, which of his prophecies have continued on. I only know this, the origins of the man who would become the prophet, the actions he took, the state of his demise. Are you sure this is a thing you wish to know?
1: It is a thing... I just... I would like to to say that it's not my wish. It's not even my dream. It's not my goal. My goal and my dream is to spread the teachings so that others may know. You are making it seem as though I will not like what I hear, but... I don't know if that is true until I know. But again, it really doesn't matter if I like it or not. That's never been the goal. Boy, I wonder where Amelia is. I think, I feel as though she's not coming back. My mother will be mad, but then she'll be happy to see me later.
0: Your friends still stand outside the place from which you were brought here. Oh. That place is very, very far from here. Oh. When we are finished, I will return you there. Okay. If that is your choice. Mm. You will have to make that decision for yourself once you know what I will tell you. Understood. The room has opened up and you are now in this long hallway, but the hallway begins to melt away. And within a few seconds, you now stand next to the ghost in an alleyway. The alleyway is old, ancient. And you can tell uh, it almost looks like uh, Merevia, but like way, way long ago. Um, And as you look at this place, you start to, it's almost like the details fill in for you that that's exactly what this is. A long ago, merevia, and a figure scuttles around in the uh in this alleyway, all long cloak uh hidden away, like tucked into the corner um and the ghost says, "This is the prophet hmm. you called him by a name,
1: Diam, yes.
0: I am that that is the ravages of time. This prophet went by a different name. His name was Diamarath. Diamarath was a baker. His mind shattered and broken. You watch as diamareth like, like, fiddles through trash, through garbage. He seems to be muttering to himself. It was through him that things, he became a catalyst for change in this world. A pawn. A peace. But it was insight that he gained as this pawn. Diamarith speaks more loudly to himself. Yes, yes, I can do as you wish. Yes, of course, of course, anything for you. I would, of course. Then he scrabbles in the trash some more. He says, no, it is not here. It is not here. Why, why? Please do not punish me. I cannot find what you seek for me. In the sky above, there is a burning light a flash, and a streak, and then a smash as something lands down in the alleyway, creating a small smoking hole. He moves quickly over toward it. Yes, yes, Master, of course, of course. I will do this. I will do this thing. He reaches into the hole, and he pulls from it a crystal, many facets on its purple face, a light purple flame rising from this crystal yes master i will give it to him yes and he slips it away and he leaves and the ghost turns to you diamerith spoke with a creature beyond our realm oh this creature had great plans for him and set them in motion Diamerith learned from this. And it was from this that he made himself whole. The scene melts away and you see a palace. A regal king sits on a throne. Uh, Strong jaw, large, you know, bushy beard and... uh, just like, just a a, a very strong-looking king. Diamerith at his feet, bowing, scraping. Your majesty, I have come bearing a gift. Who has allowed this beggar into my palace? Be gone, beggar. Oh, your majesty, you will like this gift very much. And he withdraws from his pocket the crystal. And he holds it out to the king, who immediately stops, and stares at it, its beauty. He reaches out. and He places a hand on the stone. And for a flash, Belroth, you see the future of this king as he touches this stone. A desiccated corpse. Struggling, clinging to a life as his soul has been fed into this phylactery. A lich. But for now the king takes the crystal and stares in it. Yes. Feed this man. Clothe him. Send him on his way. He has given me a great gift indeed. The look on the face of the king... He does not seem to know, but he can feel the connection already to the stone. The ghost turns to you. This act was the act that the prophet was forced to do. It was the thing he felt compelled to do. I once read his journals and saw... The scribblings of a madman with no other choice. His free will sapped from him by this creature of darkness and power who willed him to do this thing. You have seen the prophet at his lowest. You understand the great darkness he perpetrated upon the world. This creature that sits upon this throne will torment thousands of lives, consume countless others.
1: I wish to see more. I must know more. From from what you have seen, what of the teachings...
0: That you have understood? Could you apply to what you have seen here? What still holds ground that drives you forward?
1: As I said before, it is not for me to like or dislike, it is for me to know and perhaps dispense to others.
0: I have shown you that your prophet was a madman.
1: I know. But I must know more. Because I don't think this is all you wish to show me. You are wise. The
0: scene melts again. And Diomereth is in the forest... The trees look like far to the north uh, on the, uh, like like deep into what is now the Untamed Wilds. Uh, There is a symbol in the air in front of you uh, nestled up against the stone, large and black and arcane, uh, big enough to pass a carriage through. And Diamerith kneels before it and he says, "Master, I have done what you asked, please, please, I have come to reap my rewards." And then he steps through this portal, and on the other side is a world of darkness. The scene changes around you as well, to see it as you see this dark sky above a burning sun. And the ground, a craggy obsidian. It is a realm of shadow. You can feel the strength of that magic all around. And you recognize it as a a magic of shadow. And that shadow is the same feeling you had as you entered this place in the corporeal realm. Mm. It is all linked to the magic of shadow. And Diamarath takes a piece of that obsidian, a chunk of shadow from this place. And in that moment, it's almost like he's searching for the voices he can no longer hear in this place, the quiet he has found inside the realm of shadow. And he steps back through the ley line to his own world. And in his hand, What once was a chunk of darkness is now an orb filled to the brim with an inky liquid. Pure shadow brought forward into the world. He covets the orb as he slinks away. Shadow is one of the deep magics. Do you know of it?
1: I know of it partially through what has been spoken of the Shadow Fall many years ago. The, The myth of darkness overtaking the entire world.
0: Shadow. Shadow is a power that consumes what is in front of it and leaves behind it. Itself. I told you that Diamarith was broken, his mind fractured. Shadow filled the cracks in his mind. The spaces that were damaged or destroyed, overwritten. And in their place, while it was not what once was there, it was functioning. In a way, the shadow acted like a glue for diamareth leaving not what once had filled those cracks, but binding together the pieces that were still strong. What once was broken became something anew. And then diamareth appears in front of you again. Uh, he is in... Long robes of, uh, of black and purple, uh, but he carries himself differently. Hmm. He uh, seems to have a more stately bearing to himself as he walks down this pathway uh, in his hands or, or strapped to his side is that orb of shadow. Uh, now three quarters of the way full um, as he walks And he has amassed a small following who walk behind him. And he says, uh, We must all become more than we were. We will survive this as we survive all things. An individual may die, but as a collective, we learn, we adapt, we overcome. There is power to be gained, and power to be used, and power to be held, and it is those who know the difference that will get the most strength for the world to come. This, the Spirit says, was the prophet I knew. The one who stood before us, preaching of a world that needed change, was on the precipice of transformation. That we would lead that transformation, and through it be stronger. He had abandoned his master, stolen of his power, and instead brought forth strength of his own, to try and wield shadow as a tool. Hmm.
1: This is all a lot to ponder. Though this is a lot more in line with the teachings. I mean, I, I just recently counseled someone to say that mistakes we make along the way are but part of the journey. They make us stronger, and the mistakes he made did make him stronger. He was never branded before a, a, a beggar. In fact, I think that's, a, that's, that's something that people would find fascinating. In this part, I feel like they would also find fascinating. It's not that different than what we teach. Though, I feel like there must be a little more. Something, something else. Why did he come here? Why did he bury himself here? You, you said he burned himself out here. What had become of him?
0: How The prophet became a teacher. He taught ways for us to strengthen ourselves. And in doing so, he steeped himself in shadow. For the act of teaching, of passing knowledge from one person to another, is an act of shadow. To take someone's thoughts and overwrite them with your own, that is an action at its core Made of shadow. In this he touched too much on the pieces he had once drawn freely on, and it was not long before the prophet heard the voice again. The room melts away once more, and this time, Diamanth stands on a field of purple and blue, a, like a sheet of glass. Under his feet, stars dotting the sky, and in front of him, an impossibly large creature of tentacles, and uh, when you look upon this creature, it is unknowable, unthinkable, and unreasonable. Looking at it here, you think this has to be simply a facsimile, and even in there, it is a, a mass of impossible geometry and unfathomable size and power. The creature speaks to diamareth
1: You will do my bidding once again, tool. for I am of need of your power in this world. My
0: ascension will come. I will own this plane, and when I do... You will be my instrument. Diamareth looks up at the creature. Shadow Lord, I will not do your bidding any more. I have found my own strength, and yours is no longer needed. <laughs> found your own strength? You have filled yourself from my cup and think I have no sway over you? You will be my instrument. You will be my tool. Your fate is sealed. The scene melts away again. I did not know of this creature that had hold over the Prophet until well after the prophet had died. His choice was not one I could understand until I saw what he had faced, what he had overcome. The scene melds one more time, this time to the very chamber at the end of this hallway. You feel like the, the melding is actually just the room you are in, but the figures are formed in front of you. Diamerith, now his arm, his limbs burned away with black, like thin skeletal limbs. He lays a, on a table, his hand on the orb, which now has less than eighth of the shadow within it that it once had. He seems frail. He wheezes as he speaks to a corporeal version of your spirit. He says, My son, this has come to an end. I cannot resist him anymore. more." But I will not be his pawn. He cannot have my will. It belongs to me, and I will keep it. I will do what I must. And the spirit says, I know, brave prophet. I understand. He turns to you. But I did not understand then. And yet I watched him as he placed his hand upon the orb. Diomeroth does. And Diomeroth closes his eyes, and he draws all but a fraction of that shadow into himself. And as he does, his body burns away with purple flame. A pile of ash all that remains. And the vision fades away, the orb disappearing, that pile of ash still remaining on the table in front of you. The spirit standing in his own position next to it, staring down at the ashes. He gave himself as an act of will, choice, to protect others, to protect his legacy, or simply to be free of a torment he had felt for decades. Sometimes I don't know if it was the right choice he made, but I was not him. and it was his choice to make.
1: Belroth thinks on this for a bit. Kind of goes over to the ashes, picks a little up in his hand, and lets some sift through it. The Prophet burned away his body, and the Prophet was a weak man becomes strong through gift, not through self-preservation. The weak man is a is an image that we could be fine with. Of course, he was a weak man. He found enlightenment. That's the teachings. But the rest is not that with which will be accepted. You say this is a a teachings of shadow. And quite truly, if if, if teaching is an act of shadow, of overwriting, his death overwrit his own story into something more pure than the truth. And so I came here to learn the truth. And to spread the truth to the rest of the world, so that they better understand. But I now know that I cannot. I must bind myself to this place. Everything that I know here must stay here, for the truth will either not be accepted, or dissolve the good it's done.
0: Very well. I accept your binding to this place alongside me. You will suffer. And when you do, your body will give way. What is left will remain forever here.
1: I wish to bind myself in a way different than you, if that is okay. I wish not to bind myself in a way that is... here to serve those who come in, to show them, if they are worthy, the truth. No. I wish to bind myself as a way that would be a wall to prevent anyone from ever entering.
0: You may do that as you wish. It is your intention and your will that you will press upon this binding. How you choose to bind, that is yours to decide. I cannot stop you. Though our purposes may be at odds... You are aware of that? I am. Then allow us to lock ourselves in a battle until time immemorial.
1: May I make one more request? Yes. He takes out the bag of ashes, fills some up. Please give this to the group that is here, and give it to them in a way that they know that this must go back to my mother. And then I will fight you for the rest of my life. Mm
0: dm anthony here just reminding you that if you're enjoying the show tell your friends tell your family uh, let people know word of mouth and you can support the show at patreon.com slash or you can check out the shop at adventuringpod.com slash shop make sure you check the show notes and the website for all our social media including our discord where you can come and hang out with some great people we'll see you there and until next week i wish you nothing but critical success
1: business.